That's bgpublicradio.com and the new iTunes app. This is Below the Deck. Below the Deck. With Nick and Phipps on FXBG Public Radio. FXBG Public Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, it is July 17th. It is another episode of Below the Deck on FXBGPublicRadio.com. I'm Nick, as always, your host. Uh, this is Phipps' off week. Uh, EK, the DJ's in the building. I have a very special guest today, um, and I'm really excited to have this guest on my show. So excited that I can't even do the intro for this. We actually had somebody send in an intro for this guy, so let me play this What's one. What's going on, everybody? This is D2, 200 records a day, Dope Dreams, the 200s. And today on the show, we got a very special guest, DJ, world traveler, podcast entrepreneur, motivational speaker, Vinyl V, Vernon Foster. What's up, Vinyl V, Vernon Foster the second. Man, we had D2 come do an intro, man. I heard you was going to be on the show. I had to, you know, we had to get him in there. It's nothing but. That's so dope, man. I I appreciate the love. Oh, uh, yes. Good good friend of ours. Good friend of ours. He's uh, doing some amazing things out there. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. So that's why I was like, man, we got to get the special (laughs) intro for this one. Um, Vinyl V, obviously, as you just heard, he's a podcaster, DJ. Uh, He said world traveler, which is... uh, facts too uh, <laughs> but also um entrepreneur um so we got a lot of cool stuff to talk about um you run a podcast channel right yeah yeah i actually run a podcast agency agency yeah oh, what is that called that's pod parrot dot com. so you can find me pod parrot and you guys uh what are you guys doing over there Oh man, we're helping. Uh, we're helping companies. We're helping brands uh, put a face and a voice behind their product. Really, that's the best way that I can describe it. Um, as things have progressed into, we've crossed over into this digital age, right? From the industrial, uh, you know, post-industrial age. Now you have to be visible. You don't have a choice. You know, all things equal, somebody buying your product versus your competitor. They're going to make the decision based on the face behind the brand. So that's what we do. We help, uh, you know, entrepreneurs, uh, speakers, celebrities, um, artists. We help these people put a a voice behind that brand. We help them leverage uh, this beautiful thing called podcasting that we're going to be talking about today. That's uh, really only in its infancy and just getting started. Right. And, um, that is, we definitely will get into that. I want to go back before we get too much into that because I met Vinyl V, um, Vernon, at maybe 2011, I think. That was the whole Wheat Bread show and at Firestone. That was the big first, like, big stage D played on. And you guys, I think you were still in that group with uh, Dan and Mike. What was that, what was that group called you used to be in? Yeah, that that was forty long. Yeah, forty, 40 long. long. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's really <laughs> yeah, that was so. That was when I first met you. So I just want to get a little background for everybody, so they know like why you have this extensive knowledge and all the things that you've done <laughs> to, you know what I mean, to learn these things because it comes from back there to DJing to, and that's it's funny because full circle there at Firestone was also Ignitions and and that was maybe your first big like 
switch yeah. over from DJ yeah. to being an entrepreneur on like running that show at, and that was a huge show. Can you talk about that? Yeah, 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 yeah. So like we go, we go, we have a you know long history in that. You know, we I started DJing in two thousand. Uh, gosh, when was that? Two thousand. 2005 yeah uh, I just got graduated school just at graduated college and so what I did was um, I linked up with the uh, when I was at when I was up at Florida State and one of the things that we did was uh, they were doing this thing called 40 long right and yeah. so I was like cool you know I'm, I'm down to jump on I'm down to jump on the ones and twos they didn't have anybody spinning and I was already cutting records and doing parties out out at, at FSU in Tallahassee. So we collabed, we hooked up, and by the time we were kind of like, I guess I was a senior, they were still juniors. Um, you know, we, we were together, we were we were touring, we were doing stuff with Andre Nasty and Derek Legacy, right. uh, Mike Posner, Afro Man. Yeah, it was, it was a stuff. cool little ride. It was a cool little ride. And then that kind of, expanded you know once i left florida state i went back to orlando and did the whole corporate nine to five deal right. uh, which didn't last too long <laughs> and so what i what happened then was that um we actually came across this artist we were performing one night at scoop and it was like this open mic hip-hop night and there was this artist there and the dude just came on and just ripped it he just ripped the stage and i'm like I'm like, fuck, we gotta we gotta go up next after this chat. Like so I was you know, I just started rocking with him in front of the stage. I didn't even know who he was. I was just like, yo, this this dude is tight, you know. And from that point on we hooked up, we started doing stuff together, started playing shows, ended up doing Yellow Wolf with him. Oh with uh, D, there was a yeah. Two other shows that we did. You were Orlando, Orlando calling. calling with I us. Yeah, we had to give DJ that. Sorry, when I'm talking, I I think that you when you're talking, I don't think you can hear me. So I am like okay. I am saying like yes and things in here. So it's not just you talking. <laughs> I don't know. I'm laughing at some of the stuff. I just don't think. I think that's what we figured out. Is like I don't think you hear me talking at the same time as you talking. But um, yeah, Orlando Collin was a big one. Uh, that was a fun show for all of us. Um, and then the Yellow Wolf show was phenomenal. That's my favorite video of all time. Where they hit that yeah, Orlando. We, we almost then, got arrested at that show, right? Right. <laughs> that was another story, too. Yeah, we were saying carrying your stuff before the show. We are going to open up for Yellow Wolf, and it was D, Vinyl V, and myself just carrying the DJ equipment across. And we crossed the street in front of a police officer, and he got out. And he was not happy about it. He's... I think he told us that he carries a gun for a living. And we're like, oh, shit, okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> like we needed the reminder. <laughs> yeah, no, we see it. We see it. Yep, nope, well, okay, that's good. But that was um, that was why. That's good. That was before a lot of this social media and things started blowing up with the um, – Yeah, the... it was – Go ahead. It was real grassroots back then, right? Because you and I think we talked about this. Like you had to really be out at the show. You had to be on the scene to know what was going on. That was the right? Orlando scene. And just yeah, that was that was Orlando. You couldn't. You had to like be at the shows, at the back booths, and at the Firestones and Austin's uh, Monday Night just, Freestyle yeah, night, Open Mic Night at Austin's. You, you see all your favorite artists for free up there, just killing it. That was yeah, the so scene. That, that was. 
That was, that was kind of like the genesis of me getting started, I guess, in this whole uh, this whole kind of whirlwind of entertainment, entrepreneurship, you know, podcasting, DJing. Well, because you started, and that's why, you started Ignitions right after you stopped doing the DJing. I think it's funny because D mentions it sometimes. He's like, dude, I think I was in there one time when he was you that you were telling him that you were about to go have a meeting with the manager at that time. I can't remember what the guy's name is that was running Firestone at that time. I, <laughs> but he was like, I, he told me that he was about to go have a meeting with this guy, and he's like, and the next time, you know, I was coming in and out from Virginia at that time, so I'd come down for like, a month at a time to do these shows with D and then, you know, I, I dip back out. And by the time I came back, he's like, no, he's running this show now. Like I swear I was in there and he was like, yo, I'm about to have a meeting about running the show. And then he's like, by the next time I came back down, like a month or two later, they're like, we're waiting in line in the VIP line with like 200 people. You're like, dang, this is the VIP line. Like, yeah, the other lines around the block. Um, you can't, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't think those people are going to get in tonight, but you'll probably get in in like two hours. And you're like, damn, he gave us yeah, a card. Everybody. They're like, yeah, everybody, yeah, <laughs> everybody wants to get in, bro. It's the hottest ticket in town. How'd you, um, what, what made you decide to switch? Because that was an EDM night. And yeah. Firestone is yeah, a yeah. big, big space for people who don't know what Firestone is. Firestone is a two level club, there's like three yeah. clubs inside of one club. So that's a big spot, and you were running a full sold-out event up there every Thursday, right? Yeah, so funny story, and Dee's tied into this, too. Uh, and when I say Dee, I mean Dee, too, the guy who you guys heard on the intro, if anybody's listening in today. Yep. So we were – I was. he asked me to DJ for him for, like, a food truck event or something that Firestone was doing. And this was back in, like – this had to be, like, 2000. 11 yeah that's when we did it had to be 2011 and so what happened was um i was i looked in the venue and i was like i saw that they weren't doing any shows and i was like yo like is there a manager around and so i ran into this guy dave Marin. yeah right and dave was actually he was some i think he was doing it like the programming right he was doing like the bookings and they were only booking like rock right. and hip hop shows, but like they weren't doing in like some Latin shows, but like, you know, Firestone is an iconic venue. Some of the greatest artists have played there, you know, yeah. um, you know, I know Justice, I know Diplo's played there, um, DMX. I was going to say, we had a, a DMX show exactly. out there. I'm sorry? Yeah, yeah, we were invited to that DMX show. Um, we didn't get to play because it got canceled. He broke his leg or something. It got canceled, but we were supposed to open for that DMX show. Yeah, so that that venue was iconic. So I I ran into so that night I met that I was DJing with um, with Derwin. I met um, Dave Mann, who, who became a friend of mine, mm-hmm. and. Um, Essentially, what that offered the opportunity was to come in there and do shows. Now, I at that time didn't have a lot of knowledge about the dance music scene. I was just a fan. I had went to EDC a year earlier, and I was like, "Damn, this is popping!" You know, right. there's thousands of people out here. You know, I was going to hip hop shows. Nothing against hip hop. I love okay. it. The underground scene is where I cut my, you know, I got, I cut my teeth. But, you know, there's only like 25 people in the venue rocking back and forth to the beat. I went to these festivals 
uh, for the to this dance music festival, and I see thousands of fucking kids jumping around, sea right. walking, doing all kinds of shit, and funny rainbow costumes, and I'm like, yo, what is this? Like, Light this bulb. Is, it was, it was crazy, right? It right. was crazy, and I had never experienced anything like that. So, what I did was, I was like, yo, how can I be a part of this movement? How can I latch on this to to build something, to create something? And uh, so I hooked up with Dave, and then I hooked up with another uh, buddy of mine who it was actually through um, a mutual friend of ours had passed a, like had passed away, oh, and man. we met at the funeral, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm DJing and I'm doing some stuff out in Orlando," and I was like, "I'm looking. To, I just got back from Tallahassee, and no one's really giving me a shot around here." And I want a DJ too, you know, like I don't need the money. I got a gig. Right. I got the nine to five. Um, so we were like, all right, cool. Let's, let's, uh, let's go to world of beer and do a, a EDM night. <laughs> right. So I was like, yo, I was like, you know, it's kind of funny thinking back on it, but then the opportunity came up with like, I, I had met Dave and I was like, yo, we got the dopest venue in Orlando. Yeah, it's a crazy. How can spot. we do some EDM stuff there, right? How can we kind of leverage that opportunity? And in 2012, we dropped uh, an event called Ignition, and we had like 1,200 people on the first night. It was like, um, I think it was like like January, yeah. or February 2nd, 2012. And uh, yeah, that I mean, we ran that event. Mm-hmm. For like three years, yeah. nonstop. Because that's why the first one I came back, I left. Um, we were down in November, and I was in December, I think. And then I left, and by the time I came back, I think it was in right like at the end of March and beginning of April. And that shit was already like off the chain, like crazy. Like that was what everyone was going to on Thursday. You know how the scene works downtown, where you're like, yo, there's, you know, you there's a lot of people down in Orlando, and it's like they co- they close the streets off and whatnot at certain points. But that is was like yeah, and that, and, around and the some, block. And there were some other cats doing stuff out there too. You know, like um, shout out to Shaking Base, rest in peace, Big Mac. Right. Um, you know, they were doing their thing at Back Blue. There yeah, was Back Blue was for a while called takeover that was at roxy which is i don't know that it's called roxy now i, I think don't think it's another, it is but i do remember what but, it was uh, the roxy yeah that was a big club yeah man i mean it, it was it was a great experience yeah orlando was a, a dope thing and that's where you learned a lot of your stuff also um you did you you did a couple retreats also right <laughs> yeah, yeah I can you talk about that the, uh, or you don't want to talk about that <laughs> <laughs> i branched out and started I, i'm an adventure junkie you know, uh-huh. i've lived in like five different countries um been halfway across the world and i said how can i bring that vibe back home while i'm in the states mm-hmm. so you know we got a bunch of people together and we uh rented snowmobiles and went up to the mountains here in Colorado. We rented like a 20 acre uh, ranch out in Moab and we're going to do some stuff out there but that fell through. Um, So I always got my eye on like 
the trends, right? Like there's hold on though, hold on one second though. Hold on, because didn't you do one like on an island or something? Didn't you like rent out like an island or something one time oh, or something? Yeah. <laughs> That's the one that I was thinking. I it's swear it's... I saw that you were like like on some island. I was like, what they bought an island or something for a weekend? Nah, like... nah, nah. We 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 didn't come we haven't come up like that yet. But nah. we gotta <laughs> So that was just a small that was something small. We found a private island off the coast of Florida. Oh, just that something was boat small. accessible only, and we uh, we got a couple people to go out and just kind of just rage party down for a little bit, and that was a cool little like three day experience. But it wasn't—I mean, it wasn't too crazy. It sounded a lot cooler, I think, than it looked than nah. it actually was. <laughs> nah, don't be but, humble about. Hey, go say world. Tra- I lived in five. Deed said that on the intro, world traveler, but. You, oh yeah, we, just some little boat only accessible island. We did a little thing on. Like, nah, that's dope. <laughs> that's it was re- it was a little exclusive, right? But that's I mean that's really cool, and that's why so people kind of get the idea of um of you now. So like maybe let's get into some of the podcast stuff because now they know your resume. They know you why you understand these things differently and the things that you've seen coming into this. So hopefully the introduction of yourself into some of the fun stuff will get them like, Hey, this is why you should probably be listening to what he says. Cause he might know about some of the stuff. So, um, what is, here's, here's something actually specifically about podcasting because last week I had a horrible guest on here. He was playing a video game while in the studio. He was in here with me in the studio and i'm sitting in the studio right now by myself and there are six microphones on this table with you know this is a radio station it has the 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 arm mics and the fucking chairs and a green screen and and all sorts of shit in here and you're on fucking playing video games what do you think about that uh you know i i mean i i can't really speak for not not him specifically but i'm saying podcast etiquette is what we were thinking is you know what i mean we're like what is what is your views on podcast etiquette for being like in a room why a podcast is going on what what is my etiquette for not your specific in a room while somebody's interviewing if you were a guest if you were a guest on a podcast or you know if you're hosting the podcast and you had a guest what you know what would your be like you know what would your advice be for the guest to make it the best experience got it got it well well there's there's three things i would do a little bit of research about the show that you're going to be on Mm -hmm. um if you could reach out to the host uh, just find out who the audience is, right? Like right. I know because we had a prior conversation that this is a show that a lot of independent artists, you know, are tuning into, right? right. So the message today is going to be catered to how they can leverage the knowledge that I have to build their fan base, their audience and things like that. Right. Right. Um, the second thing is like, if you can try to, you know, uh, be, prepared in terms of the equipment um you know if there's any kind of special needs like if you have to call in this is a call-in show so it's not too complex but like if you're showing up uh if you're being if you're expected on your end to have equipment if you're expected to have a certain type of microphone a certain quality of caliber of sound um that may be something that you want to uh 
have. And then I think the other thing, and lastly, is just kind of like just show respect. Um, be present when you're on the interview, when you're on the call. You know, deliver as much value as you can and try not to make it a pitch fest and so much about you. Uh, and just just give value, man. It's, just, it's very simple principles. So I'd say those three things. Uh, right. One, know who you're talking to. Uh, two, make sure you're prepared. And three, uh, deliver as much value as you possibly can. Right. So that's um, good for some etiquette conversation. Um, also, the, I wasn't bashing on nobody, but the guy that was on my show is actually somebody who's, who's one of my partners. He works with me. He was just... He was in your uh, slack, and so we called it. <laughs> we were doing that, so it's not like it's not that he definitely. Uh, the, actually, the first show that I was on here, the first time that I ever came to this radio station, to like a year or something before I even hosted this show, I actually came here with him. So that's it's a funny thing. I was just busting someone's balls real quick, but also with the etiquette and taking it into the show. Um, so what do you? Um, yeah, it's just yeah, a little fun and games poking at people. Um. Here's another thing though, seriously about podcasting. Um, you you do a lot of um podcasting for podcasters, right? Kind of like on your post. I don't I don't I don't right. see your shows, but like your posting things are like a lot explanatory about um you know, podcasting for podcasters and like things that you think that would be successful or unsuccessful in the way that people are doing it. Um, do you want to talk about some of that or do you have some specific, like, I don't know where to, where to roll you into this? Yeah. Thing? Yeah. I mean, I mean, more specifically there's, um, right. So there's the people that are listening to this show right now, right. They're mm -hmm. independent artists, right? Right. They're, they're trying to, they're trying to get on the scene, make a name for themselves, blow up. Right. They're trying to do, they're trying to get their, they're trying to express themselves right through uh -huh. their creativity, things like that. Right. Yes. Everybody listening to this should at least attempt to go out and create a podcast. Now, let me tell you why. All right, it's the blue ocean strategy right now, but it won't always be that way. And I say that for many reasons, but um, just kind of give you some, some stats right now. Uh -huh. uh, according to Fast Company, the article that they put out, there's 525,000 active shows right now. Oh, um in over 18.5 million episodes. Now that may seem like a lot, but right. When you think about terrestrial radio, when you think about um, just being able to break into that scene is, is a lot harder, right? There's, right. there are, um, there are people who are the decision makers that get to decide who airs, right? Like as an artist, you know, as an independent artist, you have to hit the streets, right? You have right. to have your, these days you have to have your social game up. You have to have your, um, you have to have your community, right? You got to be, right. you know, running traffic, running ads, blogging, getting on shows. Like, you but know, with the podcast, you get, you have a leg up versus everybody else. Because now there's no more barriers to entry. You don't need the label, right? And we know these things. We already know this because you know, Napster back in the day, all that stuff kind of brought the empire down. Right. So what right. podcasting is doing is it's, it's bringing that down again to another level because now you can reach out to your favorite artists as an artist and interview them on your podcast. And now 
not only do you have that relationship built, right, but you can nurture that relationship to say, hey, man, if you ever come to Denver, hey, man, if you ever come to Austin, hey, man, if you ever come to uh, VA, I got you. Right. I'll, I, I want to open for you, right? But have you not had the podcast to reach out and build that relationship with the artist, you wouldn't be able to do that, right? So that's right. that's one, right? Number two is that you live and die by your fans, right? Like you look at um, the biggest artists right now, what are they doing? They're, they're able to harness this relationship with their fans. Right. Their fans feel like they know them. They feel like they're a part of their story, right? Like the more that you can involve people in the story, the more that you can communicate with your fans and make them feel like they have a connection with you, the more mm-hmm. impact and influence that you're going to have and that your brand's going to have. So with podcasting, this is cool because you can share your journey. You can share the journey of making the album. It's like, Joseph mm-hmm. Campbell's famous, um, famous, uh, what is it? The the book, you know, the hero's journey, right? Hero's Everybody, journey, yeah. the rags, the riches story, right. the, I knew Drake before he got big story, right. the, you know, right. I was, I was D2's neighbor. Like everybody <laughs> wants to be a part of the journey. So use the podcast to take them on a journey. And then the other thing is that it's, it's accessible, right? You don't need millions and trillions of dollars. Now we work with, companies we work with bigger people we work with bigger brands but it's not it's not it's still accessible to the guy who's in his basement scratching records right you know trying to get on so he can play dmc you know like it's it, you yeah, you definitely. check this out i'm going to give you the full setup if this is cool i'll drop this right now uh, for anybody who's listening, nah, I'm going to give you the. I'm going to give you exactly what you need to go start a podcast. Trade secrets. When we get off this interview. Trade secrets right here from Vinyl V, Vernon Frost the second, our Forrester. Sorry, you heard I it say first. your name was wrong <laughs> twice. I know yeah. his name, Vinyl V. We'll just call him Vinyl V from now on. But this is here, here to first FXBGPublicRadio.com. Drop that knowledge on him. All right, so so check this out. I'm going to give you two for, I'm going to give you two way. I'm going to give you the, I'm broken. I ain't got no money and I'm still living in my mom's basement. And I'm going to give you the hundred dollars starter kit, right? If you got okay. a job and you're hustling and you're making some money and you can afford to invest a little bit, right? Right. If you have no money and you're broke and you say, you know what? I think I want to get in this podcast game. Go download anchor right now. It's uh, available on your iPhone and I think it, I believe it's available on um, if you have iOS and if you have Android. So it's available on both. Go download that app and just put start start dropping, you know, some some of your beats. You drop some of your beats you're making in the background. If you're a DJ, and you know, t- drop some of your mixes in there. You know, give a shout out to all your homies on the local scene that you're repping. Right? Like right. you can actually on this app. Check this out. This app is dope because. On this app, you can do exactly what we're doing right now. Uh-huh. You can have people call into your show, and you can interview them. You can shout them out. They right. can leave voicemails that you can play as hooks over your beats, right? How about this? If a producer right now is making beats, and he's got fans on Anchor, he can say, yo, drop me a voicemail, and I'm going to put your vocals over my beat, right? right? Sing me a song, right? Find a female vocal artist. Y'all, all my ladies out there, find me on Anchor, send me a hook 
for this next beat I'm making. I'm gonna play the beat on my little on my first episode or episode whatever, episode five, episode six. Mm-hmm. Bam. I heard that like, IG IG has a, a new live thing too though, right? What's that? I said I heard IG uh, Instagram got a new live app thing too or something too. So that's IGTV, definitely possible. Yeah. Yeah. IGTV yeah. that just dropped. Yeah, so right? that is but, definitely possible. But this is audio. I'm talking about audio. This okay. is like what we're doing here right now. Right. right? So IGTV is more video, and that's cool. Um, if you can get on IG, video, IGTV, do that too, right? But this is this is specifically for um, for Anchor, right? Now, if you if you say, yo, I got the money, I'm ready to invest, uh-huh. go on Amazon right now, go buy yourself an ATR2100. Right? I'm assuming you got a laptop. Yeah. If you don't got a laptop, go borrow your homie's laptop. That's right? Be, you yeah. got the laptop, you got your ATR2100, now you're going to go get Skype call recorder. Go just type that in, Skype, S-K-Y-P-E, call recorder, type that into Google, go and cop that, it's like 30, 40 bucks. Now, you can interview people via Skype, right? Your favorite artists, right. your fans, whoever, uh, you can start your own uh, hip hop show, right? You can start your own underground uh, radio show for a hundred bucks with the with the two things I just gave you right there, and right. borrowing your next door neighbor's laptop, right? Because if you don't got a laptop, cool. <laughs> right? Well, yeah, you know, obviously that would be a thing too. You know, that goes into if you got a hundred dollars, maybe get that laptop first, but. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hit that pawn shop up, get that laptop, and then the next time you get $100, buy that other one. But for the other ones also, and that's why for your first part of that, if you um if you don't have a laptop, borrow your neighbors. That's two different ways from um, Vital V's on here. Um, it's fxbgpublicradio.com below the deck. Um, I also want to ask you about this, though. What is your take on this this epidemic is what I'm calling it now, but it's not like it's not that bad, but like it is really bad with the trolling. Like what is what is your take on that? Because you know there's a lot of new artists now with the internet and the things where they think that the trolling is going to get you a lot of followers. Like, hey, I my whole my whole podcast or my internet following is all about the trolling. Do you have a take on that? Because I've I mean, seen a lot I of just, people doing just, that lately. Just, for me, it's like let your work speak for itself. That's the best way to win, right? Like right. if you're building a career off of diss tracks or off of, you know, that's the kind of the equivalent I look at it if we're, if we're talking about the rap game, right? Like if you're building a career off dissing someone who is at the top, um, that may work for a while, but at the end of the day, um, if they're outshining you because they're putting out content, um, then, you know, well, that's uh, at the, the end that's, of the day, who's going to win? Here's my thing, though. That's the difference to me because you brought up a good point, which is hip-hop is a competitive thing. That's a diss battle. This trolling stuff that's been going on online is not about anything. It is people like, oh, I just said the stupidest shit just to get people mad or, like, I'm doing... That's what they're using their their internet presence for. Do you think... 
like I'm not obviously you're not gonna say that's a positive thing because it's it, I mean it's it's kind of stupid but like where does your take as being a podcaster when you see like you know like every video you like I just made a video to post to make somebody mad hey I'm with your girlfriend or I was with you. it has nothing to do with music it has nothing to do with battling or rap it's just like I um I guess I don't I, I guess I them... don't get caught up in that right I don't get caught up in that right. because to me that's like this it's trivial right, right. like it's uh, I'm working. You know, while they're posting, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep making content for them to post on, right. sort of like that. If they're trolls, the troll I'm gonna, there's gonna there's always gonna be content for them to feed on, right? There's always gonna be stuff out there that I'm putting out for them to, right. uh, you know, criticize or critique. So, um, you know, how to win? Just keep making more content until they get tired. Right. Like, right. I don't I don't really see those people. Right. They don't feed me. They don't put money in my bank account. They're not a part of my life. They're not the people I'm surrounded around on a daily basis that are filling up my cup. So why Ooh. should I waste energy, um, which is finite um, right. on them, on people that don't even matter, that aren't even in even in my existence? Um, I'm gonna, just people that um, are online that are bored ooh. at home eating Doritos and they don't have anything to do. And the best uh, way for them in their mind, for them to win and feel significant in their, uh, you know, universe is to feel that they have to go and trash other people's stuff. Now for me, I, it just hasn't really been a huge issue, but, um, I would, I, I think if it was, if I, if I was kind of like, you know, if I, if I, if you said, you know, what if you were in my situation, kind of walking in my shoes, I would just ignore them. You know, like they don't, they're irrelevant, right? Like nah, do they you, feed you. You right? deaded do they, that. Do they, you just deaded that. You just said everything. I was about to do a disclaimer because I was about to say you don't exist, but you said that specifically. <laughs> Right. That's really funny because that's I mean that's it's a big thing that and and that's why it's hard to to explain that to people sometimes when you're like you don't like exist in my universe and they're like what do you mean you're like we live in a bubble kind of and you know when you're doing business that's what I try to explain to people I'm like you get business and you're in your bubbles like you know like I work right. at the radio station I work for the magazine but I I don't talk to anybody else about business because I don't trust anybody else to actually do business. When people are pitching me things, sometimes I don't take it seriously because I'm like, you're not, you don't actually do this. You know, you're making up an idea. We all have hopes and dreams, you know, and that's cool, but this is not executing is the biggest part of it. So if you're not executing and you're just talking, then you're just talking. And that's, right. you know, and that's exactly what you kind of were just saying, which is the thing like, you should, like, you know, if people aren't in it, that's, that's going to, that's their point. That's their job is to, is to just mess with you because like you said, you're just at home bored eating Doritos or whatever. And that's, that's a fact. That's is exactly how I try to explain it to people, look, but I couldn't put it that way. Look, you know? man, if, if, if there's people out there who are worried about trolls, um, you know, and they're and they're letting those types of people suck their energy. Imagine when you get on bigger stages, right? Like right. my man Will Smith, he just you know performed with uh, uh, with Nikki with Nikki PR and uh, at, at the World Cup, right? right? You know, if somebody like Will Smith twenty thirty years ago were, was worried about somebody trolling him because of a fresh prince of bel-air episode would he be able to take the criticism that 
he would potentially get from being on the world stage at the World Cup. Like it's just, it's it's just you. It's kind of it's just kind of funny, right? When well, you think about it, it's just like, I have two things about that though, because I was saying trolling though people not versus getting trolled versus like, hey, I'm gonna make a name for myself by trolling. Like, hey, I'm gonna start my podcast and just talk trash about everybody in. That's gonna be, you know, people that's, are gonna. That's fine. That, that's fine if they. If that's the path that somebody else's choose, but right. it's not the the path that I chose. That's what I, yeah, I was just saying. I was giving and, you and, advice for the guys and, starting out, like some of these young guys who don't understand, and then like even with the um, with the young boy in Florida who got shot after all that stuff, and they're like, yeah, they, you know, they troll on the internet and they think it's funny, and then you know, what I'm saying something like that happens, and like we're older now, like you're like that's a kid. Like these kids are doing that and they think it's funny. Like, you know what I mean? You're like, you don't think there's consequences or you don't think it's a thing, but that's more what I was talking about. Cause you getting trolled. Like, that's a, you got to come with, you work in the music industry or you work in podcasts or anything with entertainment. People, you have critics. That's literally what I think the award show was called. Like the critic or something that critically acclaimed or whatever. Like, that's like the right. saying from the show. So, like, you get critics. That's the first thing that people do when they watch something is they're going to tell you everything they don't like about it. Oh, I didn't even... I love the movie. I will say this is that, like, everything that you do is documented right. online. So just, you know, it may not <laughs> be important right now, but, right. like, 20 years later down the road, when you reach, uh, you know, uh, any kind of level of status, what you have said or done online could come back to bite you in the ass. Yep. Um, <laughs> I preach that so, all the time. Uh, I work just, for the magazine that works for charities and stuff. And I'm like, dude, I can't not be involved with some of the stuff that you guys are saying. Yeah. Just yeah, because yeah, of yeah. based off so that, but that's, that's kind of, but, but just, can to, I say something else there real to, quick? To kind of go back to what we were saying, you know, in terms of podcasting, I, I just think it's, it's wide open right now. Mm -hmm. um, you know, some of the people that I'm uh, really studying right now is a guy named Kyle Fussman. He wrote a, uh, a column in Esquire for like 20 something odd years or something like that, or over a decade at least. And uh, he's interviewed, you know, Muhammad Ali and Jay-Z and some of the, some of the greatest people of all time. Right. And I'm just, right. I'm studying to, to take it to the next level because I realize that this window of opportunity is closing and you really have the ability to, you know, like <clears throat> it was, there used to be a time when you're, when all you had to do was be good at music, right? right. All you had to be, all you had to do was be good at DJing. And now, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, we have an opportunity with social media, right? Like as much as there's negativity and bad and trolls, you literally have the ability to build whatever you want. Like, I mean, I remember the internet. I remember dial up. I remember AOL and chat rooms and age sex location, right? Right. <laughs> we didn't have tools that the kids have today. And Man, like it's just, it's phenomenal that you can literally go start a podcast. Right. After this interview, by downloading an app. 
that you know, was that you can go and start your DJ career by going and 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 uh, buying a deck, buying turntables down at the local. You know, it, it's it's crazy how accessible things are, and really, to me, what that's that that means is opportunity. And while there's a lot of noise on the internet, um, and while there's there's all this stuff going on, it's I still think we're just in this golden age where, I mean, I know for me, I'm cashing in. Right. You know, for my friends, I hope they're cashing in. I'm pushing them to cash in, right? Kind because of if you got your Instagram game tight, if you got your YouTube game tight, if you got your email list tight, if you got your Facebook ads on point, you really can. Um, build what Kevin Kelly calls is a great blog post by Kevin Kelly called the 1000 true fans. You really can build an audience that loves your work and that does that and that wants to do nothing but support you. And it's never, it's never been more easier. I think in, uh, in, and throughout the history of time to be able to create your own lane uh, just by using the internet, you know, the, my, my friend, uh, Alex Nemo Hans, uh, shout out to foolies. He says the internet wants you to win. The internet wants you to win. And if you people are going to sit back and not capitalize on that, they're going to miss the wave. They're going to miss the golden opportunity that's at hand. And podcasting is just one small piece of that puzzle, right? Like there's right. a lot of different mediums out there. It's just the one I chose. Right. So that's the focus that you're going on for it. And that's on um what say it one more time? Pod Parrot or what's it? Podcast Parrot? Pod Parrot Pod Parrot.com. Pod And that's where they can reach you if you do start one of these uh, podcasts or something. They can send some stuff to you and uh do you do you guys post uh, other stuff on onto your stuff or do you guys what what are you guys doing with that? So I got a new project coming out that's about to drop. That's called I Want to Be Famous. That's going to be my new show that's launching in um, in August. Okay. And essentially, uh, that's going to be all the gems. I mean, we only work – Pod Parrot is, is kind of like a – we work with a certain caliber of companies and entrepreneurs. Right. Um, but all the stuff that I talk about is free, right? Mm-hmm. Like everything's free. You know, when I'm working with the big brands and the companies, our agency, we charge them, right? Right. For the kid who's out there who's struggling to make it, he's working a part-time job at Publix and writing rhymes in his mom's basement. I don't want him to pay me anything. Right. I want him to to listen to this and go take action, right? So all my content is free. Um, I'm going to be documenting everything I'm doing with that show so Mm -hmm. people can – do if they want to launch a podcast or see how I reach out to celebrities and um, you know and influencers and things like that, they can see exactly how to do it. They can follow me on Instagram. I've created a whole different persona, right? Like it used to be DJ Vinyl V. Yeah. <laughs> then it was Vernon Maxwell, and so now it's evolved into like this culmination of Vernon Maxwell. So that's if they just type in Vernon Maxwell. M.A. Double X, not like the basketball player. He has one X, but two X's. Right. That's going to be everything I'm building my new brand under um, the umbrella. 
and releasing everything. And it's all free, right? Like I don't want anybody to be charged for, you know, the, you know, the, like the, the kid who's working part-time at Harris Theater, Publix, you know, King Super, like I want him to go out and get his, and get his flex on, right. And get creative and use these tools and, and, and make money from them and build build his brand and then just, Whenever he does that, just come back and say thank you and sign an autograph for me. That's, that's all I want. I pitch that to everybody out here because that's why I'm like, you don't understand. Like, I, I don't want $20 from you to come record in the studio. I'm like, if you can make a million dollars off of this and the reason that you're not is because you don't have $20 to come record every song that you do, then you're going to miss out. Why miss out on one of these people who have that where you're like, yo, I already have a, a studio in my house. You know, the microphone's in, in there. It's in the booth. It's in here every day. It's right. not costing any money anymore. So why not let them use it? And then instead of like, oh, well, I'll make $20 off of some kid who doesn't have it or who might not come because he doesn't have it. And then you miss out on the quality of work that you're going to get from somebody or, you know somebody who could actually really make it. And you're like, man, if you, if you would have just had the stupid stuff I already have here, you could have made it. And you're like, is that all that it took for him? It was like, Oh, cause, but you know, someone charging $20 and it didn't work out. Now he don't rap no more. And they or don't sing or don't, you know, do the podcast and whatnot. So that's a big yeah, thing. Kill, I, I want to support people's dreams. I don't want to be a dream killer. I want right. to be a, I want to be a dream protector, right? Like there's so many people out there who, their, their their parents are telling them they got to go to school to succeed or they got to have a corporate job to succeed. And, a real and really, job. like, you, you you just have to try a bunch of things, you know. Right. Like for the youth, the, the best thing I ever did was, like, not follow the advice that other people gave me. And I just did what felt was right. And that's why I've been able to, um, you know, I'm not a bajillionaire, right? But I live a really good life. I feel like I right. get to flex my creative muscles. I'm traveling i'm i'm getting back into music again you know i'm I'm meeting all these incredible people right like you literally don't have an excuse you know but there's also a lot of pressure from right peer groups and family members and but you you just have to block out the noise and keep your head down if you're a young kid or uh you know right now and just and just go for it you know just you'll you'll 10 years from now what's the quote 10 years from now you'll regret you know the things that you didn't do right right so go that's out and do it yeah and that's a big thing you doing what you want to do that's like seriously what it is like obviously you have to do it in a responsible way and that's you know what i'm saying that's like a there's ways that you're even explaining to people like if, even if you don't have money you can still responsibly do what you want to do to build your brand while doing you know what i'm saying even with your job yeah. you just said like hey yeah, this is a, free get a, get a get a job yo get a job Right, work your nine to five, and, and then from download nine the free to, program. <laughs> five to nine, you know, you're you're download Fruity Loops and Ableton and get to work. Right. So that's a, I mean, that's a big thing. That's and you know, that's that's the whole thing too, is that it is just jumping off, like really deciding, um, like this is something that you want to do, and that's a big thing too, because you just gave people an opportunity in a way to play with that too through. Hey, this is free. Hey, you want to take it a little bit more seriously? This is how you pay. You know, if you just, if you don't want to, you know, you can figure it out 
if you want to do it or not, or if it's going to be lucrative to you or not. And the biggest thing about figuring out that I always tell people is you need to figure it out yourself before if you think you're going to make it or not. Because anybody else, like, yo, you're really good at rapping. And you're like, I don't even really want to do this. You know, so you got to do it to do it and see if you're really actually built for what this, all this stuff comes with. I mean, it's not, you know. You definitely definitely got to be passionate. Right. You definitely have to be excited, you know. Like, some people get excited about accounting. Right. Right. I get excited about having conversations like this. Right. You know, I get excited about, you know, exploring places that, you know, I see on National Geographic. Right. Like, it just, you just have to find what lights you up, and then you have to do everything in your power to work toward creating a life that allows you to do those things. Even if it means you have to sacrifice and eat dog crap and ramen noodles right. and live in your mom's basement until you're 25. Now, nah, real life, you know, D used to eat ramen noodles in Orlando, like no one's business. Yeah. I swear. I see this fool one time. They just gave him ramen noodles. They're like, yo, you paying with you? You know what I think is funny? <laughs> you know what I think is funny now? It's like ramen is like a deli. It's like a delicacy. It's like a nice. <laughs> you don't even get it anymore. They have like ramen places now. It's just like, <laughs> yo, this is, this is ramen. Don't, don't front. You yeah. Know, this is, it was you soup. Put the, the packet in there and stir it up. Like put extra water in it. You food. call it soup. <laughs> you know, you're like, this is soup. You're like, what? There's extra water in this. It's soup. This is not. These are noodles. Soup. <laughs> but that's all, all the good stuff. But I mean, it comes. It all comes with it. Because also, I always tell this story too. Because one time, the first time me and D went on tour, he put his whole rent money up. He was like, yo, I might have to drop out of school if we don't sell these t-shirts. You're like, what? You're like, we were going on tour. You're like, if I don't sell these t-shirts, I'm, I probably not gonna make my rent money because I spent all my rent money on these t-shirts. You're like, what? So we sold the shit out of some t-shirts on tour that year, but it's definitely, it's, it's funny, like little, just always little stories and things like that, but it is sacrifice and, and that goes into doing what we do. Cause even EK's ass is in here and I know he's listening to me. He works a real job and he comes in here and runs these shows like six nights a week uh, right after running shows in here and he still works another job so i know like but, like people are in here putting it in but also you see the transition in the studio from where it used to be to where it is now and it's it's really phenomenal to see all this stuff so that's definitely everything you said is true um we're right here around time to wrap up you got anything that you want to add before we get off of here i'm just grateful for the opportunity nick man it's uh it's been a pleasure. Uh, you know, it's, it's just, I just, I think just keep in mind, you know, kind of just rehashing what, what I echoed earlier, you know, if, if, you know, somebody's, if you're looking to get on shows, go get on some podcasts, right? right. Um, the three, three things that we kind of talked about just to recap, you know, make sure you know a little bit about the audience, uh, make sure you're prepared and then deliver a, as much value as you possibly can. Um, and, and then, for the people out there who are, you know, wondering if, you know, maybe the younger generation or whoever, you know, just start. I can't, I can't stress enough to you the importance of just doing um, and figuring it out as you go. There's no blueprint. There's no plan needed to start. You just have to start. And by doing, inevitably, you're going to learn, right? But if you wait, if you wait an, uh, a week or a month or a year or five years or 10 years, it's just going to be a lot harder. Right. right. Um, 
you're just going to be, um, I wouldn't say that you're at a disadvantage because, you know, like you're all, you can always rise like from the ashes, like the Phoenix, but you know, just the, the best thing that you can always do is to take action when you, even if you don't have the answer, just do pick up the phone, call somebody, you know, uh, make, make, jump in the car, right? Like use your rent money to go on tour, right. you know, um, <laughs> go and print up a thousand CDs, go to the conference. So you, you just, and, and my experience, um, and I have by no means achieved anything, um, that I would, you know, consider, you know, earth shattering. Uh, and I, I don't, I don't, I was a C student and I was never, a, you know, somebody who succeeded in school, but I think the thing that has allowed me to um, achieve any level of, 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 of becoming or doing is that I've taken action even if I didn't have all of the information, even if I didn't have all the pieces, even if I didn't have all the right connections, even if I didn't have all the right equipment, even going far as back as DJ, right? right. No one told me I could DJ. I didn't ask for, for permission. Right. So like, you don't have to ask for permission today. You just have to go out and do. And as a result of doing, you're going to learn. And even if you don't end up doing what you're doing, right? You do. You're... That experience is going to come back and to play at some point in your life and you don't know you'll never be able to connect the dots looking forward but you know as the Steve Jobs job score goes you'll be able to connect them looking back right. so just do just do it and that's vital v man uh vernon forrest is second um very very great topics man we gotta jump off of here because we're about to in um we're gonna Thank Vinyl V for being on the show, Vernon Forrest II, <laughs> man, podparrot.com. Go check him out there, man. Check out all his podcasts and all his information. And I'm sure we're going to try to get him back on the show because we're going to have Dan Moon on the show at some point coming up. So we might have you do the intro for that one. Um, we got D2 on there. We got EK the DJ. I'm Nick, as always, um, for FXBGPublicRadio.com. Below the deck, we will see you next week.